So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio, Nothing But The Truth, with your host, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno, two lawyers from New Jersey, but not about law, Dave. It's all about mindset. We have another tremendous guest. I'm so proud of how well this show is doing, uh, but this is somebody that we have recently met and has wowed us, so, so maybe you can make the introduction. Yeah, absolutely. We have Ethan King, and by the way, 9.30 a.m. is the new time slot for Nothing But The Truth on WMTR. We're also going to be streaming, too, on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. So, Ethan, man, what a pleasure it is because we met Ethan out in St. George, Utah. He's another one of the TEDx speakers and really just crushed it on stage. Ethan is an entrepreneur, a business leader, and a keynote speaker who educates and inspires creative minds to achieve a rich life of wealth, health, freedom, and happiness. Ethan has come a long way from scrapping together $700 with his college girlfriend to launch Stuff for Greeks, which has grown into one of the world's leading brands for custom fraternity and sorority merchandise. We're going to be talking a little bit about business, but most about mindset. And that's really what Ethan's TEDx talk was about. Let's talk a little bit about work-life balance or the absence of it and how to deal with living a joyful life. Yeah, and again, be ready for this, because I'm not sure where I'm going to be. Dave told me just before we went on there, I, I hate the term work-life balance. I, I literally hate it. Um, when somebody interviews with me, and I ask them a question about, like, what question do you want to ask me? And they start off with, what's my work-life balance going to be like? Um, you will receive a demerit. I'm not sure what your point of view on this is, Ethan, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Dave and Bob, thanks for having me. And I couldn't agree more. I hate the term work-life balance. In fact, my TEDx talk is all about why it's a myth and why it's not working and why we have so many issues with it and how to overcome that. And if you think about work-life balance, it's the most absurd thing in the world. When you think about balance, it, it implies a scale, right? Um, and if you think of a, a scale, even like the scales of justice, you guys are lawyers, well, on a scale, one side has to be down in order for the other side to be up right or at best if they're both even then like you have this state of mediocrity if you will so this the concept of balance is is too simplistic for life because life is fluid life is ever-changing so we need to be adaptable instead and when you look out look, look throughout history of all the different approaches that we've had to life balance so first you have like the 888 approach um, which was which was actually started in the Industrial Revolution in 1817 because people were working like 16 hour days. So they said, OK, well, let's work eight hours a day. Let's rest eight hours a day. Um, and then you have eight hours for recreation. Well, in today's society, that's that's just absurd. We, we're in a constantly connected 24 um, seven Internet global environment. So that's a little bit unrealistic. And then you have the whole, uh, a lot of ambitious entrepreneurs and things will say like, focus, just follow one course until successful. Well, that can lead us to neglect other areas of our lives, like our health and our relationships and our hobbies, right? And then, um, you know, since none of this is working, well, what do you do? Well, I looked out at the wings of an airplane and said, so, well, you notice they're always moving. Like airplanes have these hundreds of flaps that are always constantly calibrating to get you to your destination safely. 
and I applied that same thing to my life. And I think about life in six different categories. Your spirituality, your intellect, your money, just anything dealing with your finances, career. And then you have your physicality, your love, and entertaining experiences. And that forms an acronym SIMPLE, which keeps it simple to remember. But if we, if we think of our lives of being in um, a state of constant calibration and being intentional about how we calibrate across each of these areas every single day, that, to me, is the true answer to life balance and will get us to our destination, wherever that may be, that will get us to our true state of happiness without crashing and burning. So, so Ethan, what you're saying is that it, it, it is a constant state, and, and this is where I think you need to be mindful. We use the term being mindful is being deliberate, being intentional with the idea that you, it's not all going to be in a formulaic way that every single day is going to be the same thing. It needs to be calibrated based upon what may be coming at you or what opportunities there are or what uh, pitfalls may come in your way. And that's where I don't like the term work-life balance because it presupposes there is a set way to respond to every day and to every situation the same. And that to me is just not possible. Exactly. Exactly. There's no set it and forget it. I can't do a thousand sit-ups today and be in shape for the rest of my life. It, it's an ongoing process. And it, and if, to stick with the exercise analogy, there may be some days where I can't exercise at all because um, let's say you guys have a big case or something and you're in the courtroom all day or something like that. Or, or if I'm like when I was writing my book, I was sitting down typing. I was at the keyboard for hours on end because I had a deadline with my publisher. But I made sure to adjust the next day, maybe work out a little bit more, but always knowing that it's an ongoing state of flux and not beating myself up or getting down on myself. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm loving the acronym of SIMPLE. How did you, what led you to this, this thought process, right? I mean, has it always been this way or did you have an aha moment or an obstacle that brought you here? I did. Yeah, great question. Um, so about 10 years ago, I read this article that really fascinated me. It's, it was about this multimillionaire real estate tycoon in, in the UK. His name was Paul Castle. And if you can look it up, I mean, Paul Castle had, you know, millions of dollars. He played polo with Prince Charles. He flew on private jets. He drove, drove Bentleys and Ferraris. By any definition that we have in modern society, you could say this guy had it all. But one day, Paul mysteriously, intentionally stepped out in front of a moving subway train and took his own life. And that just really, it perplexed me. It sent me on this mission to figure out why would this person do this? And, you know, when you peel back the layers and do some research, you, you see some imbalances and you see some patterns. But then, even closer to home, one of my friends, William, who's a successful developer, he had a wife and kids, uh, one day he just got in his car, drove across town and put a gun to his head and ended his own life. No one saw it coming. And that deeply impacted me because it was it was up close and personal. So being around entrepreneurs all the time like I am, I start to see these imbalances and even started to see it in myself on occasion where, let's say, your money situation gets affected. I talk about in my TEDx talk um, a, a really nasty legal battle that we went through that affected me financially for a long time and I could have let that money situation pull me down in all the other areas of my life in fact it started to I started to get out of shape um, I, I started to become irritable with my family with my loved ones I started to feel isolated depressed 
And I said, wait a minute, I'm not going to let this money situation pull me down. That's just one of the flaps of my plane, right? Yeah. I got five other flaps I can kick up to pull my plane up and rise up above these circumstances. So I don't want to spoil the TED Talk, but you'll have to check it out to find out what I did to recalibrate and rise up above that storm. But I believe that everybody can apply that same principle to their lives to, to rise above any storm because there will be storms, there will be turbulence in your life. But when you figure out how to use the wind to rise above the storm and to elevate above it, that is the key to winning. Do you have any habits and routines that you've baked into your, your days that remind you of these simple terms? For sure. Um, and I talk about this in my book, Wealth Beyond Money, but I have what I call the gamer's routine. So, uh, so, so background. If you think about a skyscraper, tall buildings, right? The taller the building is, what's the first thing that, that they do when they build the skyscraper? Foundation. They down and build the foundation, exactly. And the bigger the skyscraper is, the bigger the foundation or the deeper the foundation needs to be to support that skyscraper. Well, if you think about your day like a skyscraper, if you don't start out with a good foundation to your day and you just immediately start checking email or getting notifications or responding to things, you're letting the wind blow you. And what happens if a strong wind blows a skyscraper that doesn't have a strong foundation? It's going to topple over, right? So the key to having better days is to start off with a great foundation. And what I do is I use what I call the gamer's principle. I start immediately write down three things I'm thankful for. So that's the G, gratitude. Write down three gratitude statements. And then A is for your affirmations. So I learned this trick from, um, I heard Tim Ferriss talking about the famous cartoonist, Scott Adams, who wrote the cartoon, um, he's the artist for the cartoon Dilbert. And he believes strongly in affirmations. And he, he wrote down, supposedly, according to him, he wrote down the same sentence 15 times every single day I am a famous cartoonist, I am a famous cartoonist, I am a famous cartoonist. And that bakes in your subconscious um, the actions that you need to take because nothing happens without actions. But when you're writing that every single day, it bakes into your subconscious the different decisions and actions that you make throughout the day. So that's the A, affirmations. M is for meditation. There are eight different forms of meditation that I teach in my book, Wealth Beyond Money. I practice transcendental meditation. So that's 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. E is for exercise. Um, you got to get out there and move your body. Our bodies were meant to move. We weren't meant to be sitting all day. Um, so you got to get out there and move at least 35 minutes. Get your heart rate up. I break down different exercises like high intensity interval training, strength training for busy people so that you can get the most out of your exercise in the smallest amount of time. And then the R is for reading. Um, taking in information and this can be whether you're reading a physical book or whether you're listening to audiobooks or podcasts like this podcast we're on while you're out on your run or on the on the bicycle or on the rowing machine while you're moving your body and taking in information science shows that the information actually sticks more while you exercise because of the serotonin the endorphins and the pleasure chemicals that are released so that's the gamer routine g-a-m-e-r Gratitude, affirmation, meditation, exercise, and reading. And then as a bonus, the S is sharing. Get on social media. Share something good that you learned today. I see you guys doing it. It'll pop up in my feed all the time. Sharing those 
golden nuggets that because you never know you you share something that may just change someone's day change someone's life just one little nugget instead of keeping it to yourself share it with the world well you know ethan it's funny uh, that last part is one of the reasons i became a lawyer was my father who's 91 years old and a practicing attorney said in in this profession you have an opportunity to always share and make somebody's life better every single day and that's a very empowering thing and that is a great spot for us to take our first break all right ethan we're gonna be back on the other end you're listening to wmtr radio is nothing but the truth we'll be right back at the bianchi law group our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases when you need a law firm with courage compassion and the commitment to fight for you call the bianchi law group today Welcome back to WMTR Radio. Something about the truth. Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Ethan King is throwing some great wisdom down. And what I really love about what you just did before we took the break is that acronym GAMER, GAMERS, uh, with that added S for a bonus, uh, is I find that we get a lot of advice from people, but it's really not actionable. And a lot of times it's not practicable. Uh, and that was like so simple and right to the point of a routine that they that you do every single day that sets you in the direction uh, that you're you're in and that you coach other people in. Tell me where where are the obstacles that you find with people uh, being a sought after person who's written books about that when they come to you and ask for advice and you tell them about the gamers uh, principle. Where do you see the biggest uh, blocks or difficulty that they have in implementing that? Yeah, well, the biggest blocks it's mindset. It's belief that it's not going to work, that it's a waste of time because you're not going to see immediate results, right? I can't, I can't get out here. I'm not going to lose 10 pounds if I go run a mile around my neighborhood. It's, it's not immediate. Um, so there, there is some disbelief. And then some people think that it's kind of woo-woo. But what I, what I teach in my book and in my coaching is that this stuff is actually scientific. See, everything that we do in life, that things that we think are magic or... Um, superstitious. It's just, it's just science we haven't figured out yet. I mean, if you went back a thousand years and someone saw a plane flying in the sky, they would think it's witchcraft or, or magic, right? But we know that it's science. It's everyday life to us. So these things actually work. There is science behind gratitude and the way it changes the way you think, the way it changes your actual body chemistry. So there's science behind like reprogramming your subconscious with affirmation. There's science behind meditation. I mean, you can go deep on this. There's reasons why people like Seinfeld and Oprah swear by transcendental meditation. So the first part is to get people to believe that it's not a waste. It's not a waste of time. It actually works. And the second part is people believe that um, they don't have time to do it. But what I teach them is that, no, this actually creates more time in your day. And that, that can be a hard pill for people to swallow because it's like, okay, how... Me taking 35 minutes or an hour and, and adding this routine to my morning, that, that's just going to, that eats up time into my day. But no, it actually creates more time because you are designing your day. And it, it almost, it feels magical. But what I, um, one thing I do want to uh, point out is that you said I do this every single day. I don't do it every single day. I'm not even going to front or put myself out there like I'm just this perfect guy who does this morning routine every single day. I believe in treating it almost like a doctor treats a prescription. So along with Wealth Beyond Money, I have a companion journal that is a 30-day journal that takes you, it walks you through this gamer's process for 30 days. 
And what I tell people, whether you use my journal or not, or you just use a notebook with paper, try this method for 30 days and then see how your life is different after that. And I guarantee if you stick with that gamer's process for just 30 days, if you, if you just try my prescription that doesn't require any physical medicine, that your life will be different. The way you feel will be different. The way you walk and talk and think will be different after just 30 days. Yeah, two points to add on that. And, and one thing that I found very helpful, in addition to the habits in the morning, is at night. At night, if you can take a look at the following day and prioritize what you have to do, the tasks you have to do, and be all planned out, ready to rock and roll, then can you imagine waking up, just going right to gratitude, right to affirmations, exercise, meditation, and knowing exactly where you got to go? You kind of stole a little bit of my TEDx talk, eliminating the distractions in the world. Talk about that because a lot of people are on the television. A lot of people are in their phones, on social media, watching the news, fantasy football, watching football. I mean, how much time do, do people have for all these great gaming activities? Man, it is uh, one, one tactical thing you can do. First of all, these things... If you're getting interrupted by your phone, you're being controlled by everyone else. Everyone else is pushing you around. As much as you can, you know, if you have urgent matters that you have to keep on, but as much as you can, go into your notifications and turn every single app notification off. You really don't need to be alerted about every single thing. Um, I keep my email notifications off. Really, the only notifications that I keep on are for text messages. So if you have my cell phone number and you text me, I'll get that. WhatsApp and stuff, I have to go into it and check it. I have to go into my email and check it. So if, as much as you're able to do that, that in itself will free up a lot of time in your life. Because what, what does the study show that um, one interruption, to get, to get back into the groove of what you're doing after one interruption takes a whole 20 minutes? So just think about all those constant dings throughout your day. No wonder we feel like we're not getting anything done. So that, that's the first thing you could do. Now, when it comes to TV, sports, things like that, listen, I know, I get it. Look, I have some of my favorite shows, but I cut the cord, I don't even remember how many years ago, maybe 15 years ago, before, before streaming was even, even a huge thing, I got rid of cable because I was like, this is just sucking up too much of my time. Now, I have my favorite shows, that I tune into. So I'm not saying to be in complete isolation, you know, in, or if you're into sports or whatever it is, but I think very carefully about those hours that I'm going to devote to binge watching a show on Netflix or whatever it is. And I try to watch things not just for entertainment purposes, but how can I also extract some applicable life value out of this show that I'm watching or some this game that I'm watching that I can directly apply to my business or my health or my family life and whatnot. Also, too, maybe that's special to watch a show with your significant other or your spouse or, or your kids or things like that. There's, there's plenty of opportunity to really double dip, like you said, in getting some entertainment and also spending some good valued time with those that we love. I, I have, a, I guess, a controversial piece to this. Um, so I'll, I'll be the old school guy here. Uh, we, we've seen this viral video that's gone with this young woman who is upset because she's got to go to work and travel back and forth from work. I'm, I'm not sure if you saw it, Ethan. It's, it's gone all over. She's having an epic meltdown. Um, it's all over the internet. But, but here's my point. I'm, I'm thinking about a young Dave Bruno, and I'm thinking about a young Bob Bianchi. 
And when I started out in my career, even though I was paid a salary for 35, 40 hours a week, you could not keep me out of the Hudson County Prosecutor's Office. I, I was there at nighttime. I was there on the weekends. I was there on holidays. I loved what I did. It wasn't work for me. And this is one of the reasons why I hate this work-life balance. I get the point about having balance in life. But what I find is that the mindset of people today is that work in the profession that they're in is just a job to do as little as they can for as much money as possible. And therefore, every time they go into work, it's a chore. It's like a prison sentence as opposed to something that you're passionate about. Because if you're passionate about doing it, you'll put those extra hours in. You won't watch the TV shows that you don't need to watch or the fantasy football. You want to hone your craft. You want to get better at what it is that you do. You love doing it. You're inspired by it. And that is what I think is causing a crisis today because people really uh, would prefer to be watching something stupid on their phone or addicted to that bing, 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 bing and immediate gratification or watching a TV show as opposed to something I just think it's a lack of clarity. I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but what about that? No, you are 100%. And I, I, whatever the degree of success I have, I wouldn't have it if I didn't love what I do as well. So if you think about that simple acronym, you have your money piece of it, which is your career, whatever you do to, to generate income or your business, your career, your, if you're an entrepreneur, your, your, what you own. And then you have the entertainment piece of it. And what you've done, Bob, is marry the two. And it's also what I've done and what I suspect that Dave has done as well. But if you can marry those two and you're actually getting a two for one, and you actually love your work, you're, mm -hmm. you're hitting both of those flaps right at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that is the key. I wish more people had that. Unfortunately, Bob, a lot of people hate their job. Mm -hmm. or in, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or what, but a lot of people just don't want to work at all. But they think they don't want to work. But I think that they maybe just haven't found that thing that they would stay extra hours for it's not about the money it's about the passion forget the fantasy football like you and i want that for everyone and i believe everyone can find that if they look for it but we've kind of been trained um due to maybe social media or just media in general that it's not cool to work i love working i love my job i love every single part of it so yeah i'm with you 100 how do we get that for everyone else. Mm. Yeah, that's, these are great points. And, and Bob, you know what I'm thinking about right now is there are a lot of students at law school that don't know what type mm. of law they want to go into. I mean, we see this all the time. The, the JD that you get at law school doesn't say you're going to be a prosecutor or criminal defense or family. And a lot of students are struggling. So Ethan, one of the things that we've come up with, taking our experience and our network and, and the colleagues that we know in all different areas of law, is we're rolling out a careers in law workshop in the spring. Starts on March 20th of 2024, five weeks over Zoom. You see the technology that we have here in the room. We're going to be delivering value there too. And just put on, put on the coaching hat with me for a second. We're talking to students at the law school about why it's so important college, for even. yeah, college, high school, high school yeah. law school. We got them in front of us, and, and you're right there, right next to us. Tell my students here why it's so important to do things like the Careers in Law Workshop. Oh, my goodness. Learning, I've probably spent over the years, over the past two decades, 
at least a million dollars on learning experiences just on my own going to conferences workshops being parts of mastermind groups um and you know adding in all the travel and all the stuff that goes around it learning doesn't stop at high school learning doesn't stop at college it's something that needs to be a part of your life so that the i and simple intellect that's what it's all about constantly feeding your brain new knowledge and surrounding yourself with other people who are learning as well so that you can leverage those relationships it it's the key to success and when you have opportunities like this like if, if i were in the legal profession i would definitely um, consider pursuing this because knowing coming from you two sharp guys and and the other people that you have pouring into this program i mean it's it's invaluable um, I've been a part, as an entrepreneur, I've been a part of um, Entrepreneurs Organization for 10 years. And to be a part of that organization, you have to have at least a million dollars in annual revenue. But every, everybody's trying to grow well past that mark. Well, I wouldn't be where I am today because I didn't go to business school. I, I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. I went to art school. So for me to even be where I am in business is, I'm, I'm just pinching myself. But it came from being in learning environments like that, that I paid for, that I subjected myself to and signed up for so that I could learn new things and implement the tools. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I you know, fortunately, that, that's it for us, Ethan. But I, I got to say to you, my father used to say, again, as a 91-year-old attorney, the law is a jealous mistress. That's a phrase they, they'd say. But I'm sure that every profession can say the same thing. And if you do not have the passion for what it is you do, whether it's being an entrepreneur or a coach like yourself or being an attorney, you go to a course like this, you, you learn whether or not this is for you. Because if you can't be passionate in what it is you're going to do, no matter what job you have, I just say to our audience that's out there, it will be as if you're serving a prison sentence. Yeah, Ethan, you know, when we started this, I, I knew that we were all like-minded, you know, because of the three TEDx. Uh, talks that we gave and being very, very correlated. But at the same time, I feel even more close to you right now after this interview. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for coming on Nothing But The Truth and sharing your stories. All right. Well, that's a wrap, Ethan. Thank you so much. It's WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth. Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno, every Saturday at their new time slot, the 930 coveted slot. Dave, where can they find the podcast? Yeah, it's nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com. New page should be up by now. And then also streaming on LinkedIn and Facebook over the Bianchi Law Group webpages. Ethan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks, guys. The Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... My relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.